0: Hello and welcome to our podcast. This is Jazz And this is Chloe. We're here to inspire you to chase
1: your dreams and live out your best life.
0: Hello fam, welcome back to our podcast. So this episode is going to be us diving into some deep questions we have for each other and like a bit of a backstory of like Chloe's upbringing, my upbringing, my kind of like trauma. I guess I've been through Chloe's trauma. She's been through and yeah, we've both written each other some questions. We've also got in quite a few questions from you guys, which is awesome. So it's going to be a bit of a deep chat.
1: Yeah. So today I think we got this idea from the fact that our we had a look through our episodes and, you know, our most like like by a mile listened to and downloaded episodes are like my personal story and Justice's personal story. So we thought, yeah. you know, what better way to go into a next episode by really actually delving a little bit deeper for you guys, because obviously there's only so much you can talk about in a certain amount of time.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think it's going to be really good. Yeah, and i really just excited.
1: wanted
0: to, I just wanted to quickly touch on, I don't know if you've picked up on this, Chloe, but when I laugh or when we both laugh, the mics don't pick it up anymore. Do you notice that?
1: <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I think it's because like we lean back from it.
0: <laughs> yeah, when there's a silent pause where I'm, I'm laughing and Chloe's probably laughing too, I just thought I'd <laughs> touch
1: that. Yeah. So sorry for the awkwardness, guys, but we'll be back together before you know it. (laughs) Literally. How's your week? My week has been really, really good. I am like, I feel like I'm like a next level self. I feel like I've nearly come back from the Menti Bees as like a new human or like a better human. I knew this was going to happen. I knew the Menti Bees were for a purpose, but. Yeah, it's it's happening. It's slowly coming together. So I started my naturopath phase, which I'm really excited about. I've like implemented all sorts of like different foods, cooking, the way I eat and um control myself in a day. And then like in a big nutshell, it's all around reducing stress and stress management, which is something that I'm so freaking poor at. So it's been so interesting, just like calming down. And obviously it's been Easter. So I had a few days off and I literally just did nothing. Like I was so sleep deprived. Mm. I had like three and four hour naps every single day, which was just my body naturally catching up on sleep. Um, And I had some really beautiful moments. Like I went to a roast dinner with the girls on Easter. I spent some time with one of my friend's courts and that was pretty much it. Like, but it's been really beautiful. How was your week?
0: I love that. I love that so much. It sounds like you've had a really like wholesome, rejuvenating week, which I think you need.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm back. I feel really good.
0: <laughs> I love that. Yeah. My week was actually the same. Like I'm feeling actually really great. What? So I've got, <laughs> Go on. I've got a mindset coach. So I've invested in myself and gone for it. And I, I think it was like the best decision ever. It only, we only started together on Monday but so far, I'm just like, oh, I've got like my spark back. Like I'm excited and I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go. Like let's really dive in and like just go into that side of things, which I'm really excited for. Yeah. And then I also had an epic long weekend. So we it went out on the sick. boat. We- sick. <laughs> oh, dude, it was actually fucking next level. Like I think going out on the weekend as well, I was like, holy shit, I was like, this is your backyard, like be fucking grateful. And I was like, this is literally like epic yeah um so yeah me luke and one of my besties from home she actually lives here so we went out with her and her partner kell as well and um yeah we stayed out on the boat we camped for a night out there it was going to be two nights but the weather wasn't great like the first half of long weekend um but it ended up pulling through big time, like Sunday and Monday. And it was fucking sick. Like we just like island hopped, snorkeled, went to the Great Barrier Reef. First time I've ever been there. Wow! I was like, this is so cool. So I had it. Yeah. I had a really great weekend and I'm feeling good.
1: I'm really happy for you. Our bees hey. were so worth it.
0: <laughs> literally, we're feeling good. <laughs>
1: literally, literally. All right. Well, let's delve into the episode. So yeah. we're going to go through it sort of in blocks, so we're gonna go through like a block directed at Jazz and then a block directed at myself, so that it doesn't get confusing tossing between the two. Do you want me to start? Go
0: for it, sis. I'm nervous. All right,
1: Jazzy, ready? Okay. Ready. So I've got a few. So in regards to Jazz, um, we're talking about her eating disorder and like mental health struggles. Um, anything that is sort of based around that and that time in her life, so yeah, I'm gonna hit you with a really, really hard one, like straight up front.
0: Oh shit! Okay,
1: how does it make you feel when I tell you that you were killing yourself? Um,
0: it hits, definitely hits. We should do trigger warnings.
1: Trigger warning, guys. Talking about a lot of mental health. Um. I want to say potential suicide, eating disorders, eating disorders, abusive relationships, anything like that, domestic violence, all that. Let's put that there straight away.
0: Yeah. And we'll add some stuff into the notes as well. If you're struggling, please reach out in the notes. Yeah. Um. Okay. Regarding to your first question, it definitely hits. Like, I think that time of my life, like I've said it on here before, but I really do like block it out. It's not that I try and forget it. Like I absolutely don't forget it. It shaped me to be the person I am today, but I don't think about it often at all. Like I actually never really think about it. I'm so past that point, but when I do reflect back and I actually can recognize that I was literally doing that, Mm -hmm. it fucking hits. And I'm just like, oh, I just want to give my younger self a hug. Like why do that to yourself? Like there's so much like to live for in life. Like, fuck, just like, don't get so caught up on how you look or Obviously I didn't obviously ask for it. I didn't go into life being like, I want an eating disorder. Like it it happened and it's a mental illness, Yeah, but like, yeah, it it definitely hits and it's like, fuck, I just wish I could give myself like a little hug. But then again, I'm so proud I got through that because it obviously can be really severe.
1: Yeah. That's so beautiful. Would you say this is like pretty deep as well, but like obviously you were going through something um, at the time and, you know, we, we've we done, like, a little bit of shadow work together and, like, talked about shadow work before. And if you guys have ever heard of shadow work, it's definitely something pretty interesting, pretty deep to look into. But do you think that there's a part of you that, like, wanted to die or, like, whether that's at a deeper level, like, whether that's background you were n- didn't love yourself or whatever it was, do you think there's a part of you that wanted to get to that point or was that point never actually at the forefront of your mind
0: I can wholeheartedly say definitely not like I I can absolutely understand that I was going down that path like that's kind of what you're doing to yourself like it's fucking severe Mm -hmm. but definitely like in the moment I wanted so bad to get out of it but obviously you're stuck into it and it's like hold on I'm just going to shut my curtain if you can if you're watching this I've got like sunshades all across my face
1: (laughs) (laughs) Jazz is really struggling here Oh, beautiful, beautiful.
0: I'm back. Um, yeah, so I definitely, I knew I was going to get out of it. And I knew, I knew deep down in the darkest moment, like the darkest, darkest moment, when I was like shriveled in bed, I couldn't move. I was just like, fuck, how am I going to get out of this? And I wanted to so bad get out of it. And in that moment, I was like, I know this is going to shape me and I know this is all happening for a reason and I'm going to get out of it. I just didn't know how. In that moment, I was like, I know I'm going to get out of this, but I also had to gain the strength to actually get out of it. Otherwise, I was literally going down that path. Do you know, does that make sense? Yes. Like I yeah. knew I, I didn't, I didn't want this to happen. I didn't like, yes, I didn't love myself. And I did have obviously a lot of struggles around like my self image and like my self worth and all that kind of stuff. But it was never to the extreme of like taking my life. Like I knew I was going to get out of it. And yeah, I guess I knew I was going to make a difference with it and just like show people that you literally can get out of it. Because I don't know if you hear this, but often people and a therapist actually said it to me. And often people can say like, you know, eating disorders are forever thing or it's a 10 year thing or it's a they put a time frame on it. And, I'm, and I was like, I'm a very stubborn like strong-minded chick and at the like the rock bottom of my eating disorder when I was sitting there with my eating disorder therapist and when he kind of said that I was like fuck you I'm gonna show you I'm gonna get over this in like a fucking couple months or a year and I will be gone and I will be like a whole different human and that's exactly what I did
1: that is such a powerful mindset to have and to be in you know like I truly take my hat off to you there like that is not something that anybody else I don't think i've ever spoken to that's had such a condition has had that Mm. mindset while still being Mm. in that condition
0: Mm. like yeah literally
1: yeah if you talked about your darkest day do you remember what that darkest day looked like and like how Um, like it actually felt
0: It was definitely multiple, absolutely multiple, but I think a solid memory was I came back from like a family holiday from Bali. Yeah. And you spoke about it was like Yeah, it was like that moment when I was like where I was like, shit, something's actually really wrong here. And I absolutely knew what was going on. I knew deep down what was going on, but I obviously was at the early stages of it. But when I got home from Bali, like that six week school holiday point, it was like January, like the last few weeks before you're going back to school. Mm-hmm. And I was literally like, I couldn't even function properly because I was obviously not eating. So I couldn't even function. I'd like wake up. I would be so like lightheaded, like disheveled. And I would do hill sprints up and down my hill because mom and dad wouldn't take me to the gym because they knew what was going on. And like, I lived at the gym. That was like my outlet, but obviously it wasn't good for you. Cause like, you're fucking expending energy when you don't have any energy coming in yeah so I would be doing hill sprints everyone that knows me knows I lived on a huge hill so i would do hill sprints up and down the hill I'd feel like I was going to faint I'd get back to my room and I'd just sit there for like the whole day not eat and like just. and it was just like the most depressing like which like the the most depressing time and that was only the start of it like the darkest deepest like rock bottom I literally couldn't do anything like I, I was just like a fucking child again like literally Do you remember
1: the feeling like can you describe the feeling of that like deep moment
0: um just so so drained like didn't even have the capacity to think like I literally couldn't think like I was so drained and just so like I was like a skeleton literally a skeleton of a human but also like dead inside like there was knock knock there was fucking no one home like it was wow. like that like I was just like a walking skeleton yeah
1: Wow, that's really amazing. That's crazy. Do you do you think now that you are fully healed? One
0: hundred percent.
1: You are one hundred percent.
0: Yeah, like I honestly don't even think about. I don't even think about that past, and I don't ever. And I, I didn't even tell you when I. I don't tell anyone. Like the people I meet, I'm like I don't. Even like consider that a part of me. Yes, it obviously isn't. It's wholeheartedly shaped me to be such a strong-minded like person. But I don't ever hold that with me. Like I'm like that's in my past and that's shaped me. Yes, but like it's literally in the past.
1: That is so amazing. Mm, You're the coolest (laughs) human. Yeah, you should be. Do so since you think. Oh, since you like are healed and believe that you're healed, what can you talk us through? the recovery and what recovery actually looks like. Because to me, as somebody who hasn't been through an eating disorder, my mind automatically just goes, oh, well, she started eating again. But, like, I can Mm -hmm. understand that that's probably not just the process.
0: Yeah, so the recovery, the initial recovery is like, literally like having meal timing and like mom and dad staring at you like you have to be eating the food all that kind of stuff because you have to gain the weight because you're so fucking unhealthy yeah so that's like the initial initial phase of recovery but it obviously is so much deeper than that like it's a whole mindset thing it's not even about the food it's about the mindset and having a yeah like literally a mental like mental health proper mental health struggles so I think it's really about like I my best friend when going through all of this in, in my recovery phase was like, I think I touched this in my actual story, but like a f- a f- um, a um switch flicked in my mind and I just wanted to be strong. I wanted to feel sh- strong. I looked up to so many people like WBFF competitors, my PT at the time, Shannon, I was like, you're fucking amazing. Like, I want to look like you. I want to feel like you. I want to be like you. Like yeah. it really, like when it, obviously the first couple of weeks of like, you know, having that scheduled meal timing again, mom and dad, like, taking you through it, it. It was like so annoying. Like I can't even ex describe how like hard that was, but when you get, when I got some energy back and I actually could function, actually think about like things. Cause I actually had some energy in me. That's when I was like, holy fuck, I'm going to use this. I'm going to like, really be like the best version of me. I'm gonna be strong. I'm gonna like do all this stuff. And that's it just kind of went from there. Like the first couple of months of recovery was really hard as you can imagine. And then after that, it wasn't smooth by any chance, but it was a lot easier because I was so fucking strong-minded. Like so strong. And then each so each week I'd go back to my ED therapist. He would weigh me. I would either lose weight, maintain or gain weight. And obviously the goal was to gain weight. And a few weeks there I was kind of like maintaining and then he was like you know talking about hospital. And mom, God bless her. She was like, no, that's actually not an issue because I wanted to go. That's not an option. Sorry, because I wanted to go to the army at the time. And obviously, if you have an eating disorder, you actually just automatically don't get in, which I think is bullshit because you can overcome it. But anyway, so mom was like, no, that's not an option. And she looked like an idiot because the therapist was like, well, it actually has to be an option if she doesn't gain weight. Mm. So from that moment, I was like, yep, I'm going to gain. I was gaining, gaining, gaining each week. And then after that, yeah, it was kind of like I was just on a fucking roll.
1: (laughs) Wow. That's awesome. That's so cool. Mm. Do you mind me asking? Are you have you damaged any of your fertility from eating your eating disorder? I
0: I definitely lost my period for mm-hmm. um like I think two years maybe. Mm-hmm. And that's when I went down. That was also my driving factor to get healed as well. That's when I went down the naturopath path and I was really mum was like taking me there weekly. I was doing all these appointments. Um, and I got my, I've got my period, like I've got my period back in like a six months, maybe it took a lot of time,
1: Oh, amazing! but
0: I don't like my home. I've got blood tests. My hormone markers are fine, but like, who knows? I don't really know.
1: Okay. Do you think mm-hmm. that if you were like, you know, potentially made yourself infertile, do you think that you'd forgive yourself for that? Or is that something that you don't I... know you'd be able to let go of or?
0: Um, I think I would forgive myself cause like I would never hold such a grudge with myself cause I've hated myself for so long, like as yep. a child growing up, mm-hmm. but obviously it'd be fucked up, but I think there's always so many other options as well. Um, but yeah, honestly, I don't know. I haven't even really thought of it.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's um, just like something that I always think of when I know people go through an eating disorder. I don't know why that that's what comes to my brain, but like, that's just something that I am aware happens to. A lot of people. So yeah, just interesting. Yeah.
0: I think if I kept going down that path for like years, definitely. Yeah. But I think I was such I was like in and out of it. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, one of my questions also follows onto something that um somebody's written in. So I'm gonna read this one. Um okay. Jazz. Do you ever have old ED habits and thoughts come up? And I was gonna say like, you know, where does it ripple out still in your life now? Because we touched on it last week, how it rippled out into your life last week. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah. So So like
0: last about, I think more, not like food and stuff, like I'm so past that, but I think thoughts of like letting people down and like being such a burden on people that definitely can ripple out because obviously I was a burden on my family and friends for like, a year or even obviously more than that but like friends solely for a year family for a while in my recovery and yeah definitely like I touched on last week going back to like I have to do this gut protocol and I was like why am I doing it why aren't I just like doing it phase two and I think it's because it can take a burden on like on things in my head but it actually doesn't but in my head I was like oh that's another burden on things because like I will be like, I won't be able to eat out with Luke or like, I still can, but in my mind, I was like, I'm going to be a burden again, but like, yeah. I know I'm not, but yeah, I think it's like the more being a burden on people with like even comp prep and um yeah, like gut health things. I'm like, Oh, I don't want to be a burden, but I guess I just got to work through that and just know that I'm not.
1: Yeah. That's amazing. Okay. Next one. Jazz, you're a gorgeous girl and I'm so interested to know how different in your mind you were with food and energy when you had the eating disorder and then in prep how you changed that because um, both are obviously mental games but one being that you can sort of control how you feel and the other that you can't control. I hope that that makes sense.
0: I'm a little confused but I'm just going to answer with what I know. So Do you know what that means?
1: how your mind was around food and energy when you had the eating disorder compared to how it, you changed it for right. prep.
0: Right, right, right. So when I was in the ED, it wasn't about like, I didn't look at food as like energy. I looked at food as like, uh, I'm going to gain fat. If I eat one thing, I'm going to gain fat and I'm going to be that unhappy sloper for human. I was like yep. last year. That's how I thought in that time. But Mm -hmm. then obviously in the recovery phase, I also got educated. So I got all my nutrition sets and stuff. And I was like, yeah, like foods, fuel, like you actually need it. You need it to gain muscle. You need it to function each day, all that kind of stuff. So in comp prep, I was obviously well-recovered in comp prep anyway, but I didn't even, yeah, it was just like literal energy. Like I, yeah. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. So it was just the learning of it being energy rather than stored fat in your body.
0: Yeah, like the learning of everything to do with nutrition and how much we need it.
1: Yeah. Okay, I'm going to finish with um, any advice that you would give to somebody who is currently listening to this and potentially going through an eating disorder or starting to notice traits within themselves that are leading them in um, that direction.
0: Oh, um. Definitely if you're noticing early traits, go see a psychologist or a therapist because your like your mental illness or the ED thoughts will think that's normal and then it'll just get like it can continue to get worse, obviously. Mm-hmm. If you're deep in it, just know that like you can get through it. No matter what anyone says, no matter what your ED says in your head, you literally can get through it. And it's a matter of like your mind and also seeing a therapist. Like that's yeah. actually really important because it's a mental illness. So you need to see a therapist and you need to even though you don't want to even though you'll probably fucking hate them at the Mm -hmm. start but it you need to yeah get that help lean on others you're not alone like so many people do experience this big or not it everyone else like everyone is so valid so just know that you you can get through like I'm here to tell you you can get through and it doesn't have to rule your life no one will have to know you for that thing like it, it can be a part of your life but you can get through it um and reach out for help because it's so worth it
1: that's amazing well done, Jazz. That's
0: the questions. Thank you.
1: That's in okay, time.
0: <laughs> okay, Chloe. Here oh we go. God, I'm a
1: little bit scared, to be honest. I have no idea what's coming for me.
0: So obviously, this is relating to, um, like your upbringing with trauma, like daddy issues, if you will, child abuse, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. Um. Okay. Here we go. Oh. Does what you went through still affect you daily? And if so, how?
1: Oh, um, yes, it does. Um, It affects me because I haven't fully healed and I don't know that I ever will. Um, right. However, I understand that I have a lot more therapy phases to go through and a lot more healing phases to go through. Um, but you can't just do that all at once. So
0: yeah,
1: um, I think in every like in everyday life, like very generalized, um, the way it impacts me most is probably relationships with others. Um, in the fact that you know, if I ever seem to meet, you know, like somebody who's a potential partner, or you know, try and build a male connection, I always shoot myself in the foot. Um, I can never seem to get past a lot of like trust issues, like trust issues is next level for me Um, and like lies and stuff like that really trigger me. And then um, sometimes in terms of this is something that not a lot of people know about me, but like um, a big trigger for me is like in everyday life would be like a slamming door, a door slams and my heart like proper stops for a second. Really? Yeah. So, like, uh, wow, a slamming door. Any if someone around me, whether it's at me or whether it's just around me, like raises their voice and you can feel like the anger tone in their I
0: mean,
1: yeah, yeah, in their voice. I'll like t- proper shut down. Like, wow. to, I deal with it pretty well. I don't think that anyone around me would even pick up on it. But yeah, like, I'll go dead haven't. silent. I won't talk. I won't keep talking. I'll let someone else continue the conversation and I'll just like take a step back and I'll be in my own zone and just completely like close off.
0: Wow. Mm. Wow. Going on from that, you kind of answered it, but um, do you think trauma growing up is something you can fully heal or do you think it's something you kind of like
1: manage? Um, I think both. I think it depends on your situation. I don't think that I will ever forget. It's not yeah. something that you'll ever move on from and not have those issues. I do believe that you can be healed, but I think that there will always be triggers. And I think that there will always be um, like some things in your mind that you need reassurance with or, you know, just help with in getting past forever like I don't think that you're ever like just going to completely wipe it and it go away and you're done yeah Yeah.
0: that's fair enough um okay next one what was the darkest moment in your life growing up and in that moment did you ever think it was going to get
1: better um like I've said before I have a lot of memory loss so yeah from um probably time before fifteen, um, I have like a it's like gone. a lot of memory loss. Like it's it's I think yeah, it wow. can be re triggered. Like I think in therapy and stuff I would sure. be able to re trigger it, but at the forefront of my mind, it doesn't it's not there. Um, but one yeah. of like the darkest um I would probably say there was There was one moment where I, so my mum and I were, my mum, my sister and I were away for the weekend. So we used to have a house at the snow and we always went to the snow all together, all four of us with dad. Um, But this time it was just mum, myself and Sophie. And for some reason mum had this like instinct. She was like, I'm going to teach the girls. Like we were little kids, like little, little kids. And for some reason, mum was like, you know, like when you grow grow up, your parents teach you how to like call triple zero and what you have to say to the people on the phone and stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mum had this like
1: inkling that something bad was going to happen. And so she sat us down in front of the fire that night and was like and taught us how to call triple zero and what they ask for and what numbers we had to remember, how to like tell them where you live. If you can't remember the address, Is how you talk about where you live and stuff and i woke up in the middle of that night to a scream like a big loud scream oh
0: my god and it
1: was a two story house up at the snow and i i actually can't remember how old i was but i was little and i woke up to a scream and i didn't i don't wake up to anything in my sleep and so i ran i woke up and i ran downstairs because i knew it was mum it was mum's voice and i ran downstairs and i got to the front door and the front door was open and she had collapsed on the front deck and although dad yeah. wasn't there at the time and it wasn't actually um, a like abusive moment, I guess I you would describe yeah. it, mum was passed out on the deck and I thankfully took her phone, knew how to call triple zero,
0: got wow. a hold of,
1: like found out how to call my grandpa and then he recalled triple zero and explained everything to them. And in that moment, that was my darkest moment because I proper thought that I lost mum, and I knew <gasps> that like if I had lost mum in that moment, that that was it. Like that was that was it yeah. for us. Like that was literally the, like the end of my sister and I. And that I find it so weird that that was the moment, but like that was the moment, and I felt really like um I was really scared and I was just like I think I was in shock more than anything but like I was just really scared of what happens now that mum's not right here does that make sense yeah yeah that would be that's one of them heavy mm.
0: you're amazing imagine you as a little kid like dialing in like such high pressure high stress yeah That's amazing.
1: Thankfully, I figured out how to get like onto my grandpa because he obviously called the ambulance and like made sense of what the fuck I said.
0: (laughs) Oh, far out. Hmm. Uh, Do you get emotional just thinking about your mum and how much you both went through? Like do you ever just randomly think about that and like how much, yeah, you and your your mum
1: both went through? Uh, Sometimes, yeah. It depends what kind of mood I'm in, what's triggered it, where that emotion's come from. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I do. It's really hard to talk about, especially it's really hard to talk about with my mum, and with yeah my grandma. I don't know why, but if I'm talking about it with them, in like in that deep scenario, not just like surface level, like oh remember this or remember that or like oh do you remember this? Like like proper getting deep like that. Yeah, is hard.
0: Yeah. Wow. I can imagine. Uh, if your dad was on his last, this is pretty heavy. If your dad was on his last legs, w- what would you say? And would you ever forgive?
1: Oh, I literally wrote a whole fucking thing about this. Um, really? Yeah. Do you want me to read it? I don't know if I want to Yeah, go for it. it. Okay, guys. Oh, you don't have so, to. I, well, let's do it. So I so I'm go for If it. you're watching this, I'm holding up the book. My friend bought me a book, and it's called Healing Through Words, and it's basically like a whole journal, um, about, um, like any previous trauma, any past experiences, just to help you heal from what you've been through previously. And yep. I did like the first exercise like a month ago. I told Jazz, and I literally like bawled my eyes out. Like I don't do this kind of stuff and like it gets to me yeah. and I never seem to cry. never actually seems to bring up any emotion, but I did literally the first exercise to this and I bawled my eyes out. So like I was struggling and wow. literally day before yesterday, I got myself back to it to do the second exercise. And this is like the most perfect way to answer this question, but I'm going to read oh it God, because I- I- it. this is a bit raw. I don't really know. And like, it doesn't obviously make sense because I had a 10 minute timer and I just word vomited, but this is what I came up with. So the exercise was, I'll read it to you, um, for 10 minutes, select one of the following prompts and begin free writing. So the prompt was write a letter to the person whose touch hurt you. All right, ready? I don't know okay. if I can look at you. Fuck, oh, Chloe. <laughs> have
0: to hold I'm actually so proud you're reading this.
1: Okay. <laughs> to the person whose touch hurt me. I don't know if I forgive you or not. A part of me understands that if I learn to forgive, I may be able to partially forget. However, that hole in my heart that gives me the pain in my chest is something that I don't think will ever fade away. Holy fuck, Chloe. Um, I want to remind you of the human that you are and thank you for teaching me to be the human that I am today. This is brutal. You are a disgusting human being. You are someone who deserves very little and finds pleasure in hurting others that are closest to you. The term is a narcissist, and you are not somebody that I wish to be. Although I don't idolise anything about you or what that you have left, I appreciate all that you have taught me. You taught me how not to love, how not to raise children, how not to treat others, and how not to treat a marriage. Oh, my God, I'm going to cry. I'm so sorry. I didn't for this to happen. Don't be sorry. More than anything, you have taught me to never turn to violence, so I'm very thankful for something. I always think about you and what our life would be like if you weren't the way that you are. I wish that we could sit down and have a conversation, just being open and honest. Oh, my God. I'd have so much to talk about I this. I wonder if you ever regret the things that you've done, if you could go back and change it, or if one day that you'll ever stop. I wonder if you even remember doing the things that you did, or maybe you're not well enough to realise. God. The person I am today I'm really proud of. You probably wouldn't like her, but I definitely do. She's just like her mum and her grandma, but she's a bit cooler. I don't know if you remember, but she was quite hurt by you when she was little. She was beaten and bruised and she was thrown at walls and came close to death at the touch of your hands. She also watched this be a reality for her mum and her sister too. But the most memorable pain that I still experience today and is the reason that I don't think I'll ever be able to forget, there's your answer, is this pain that I get right in the centre of my chest I remember how it felt to scream at you with everything that I had in my five-year-old body to stop. I could barely breathe and I yelled so hard that I felt like I burnt a hole in the centre of my heart. And you didn't hear me. I was worthless and I was nothing and I couldn't stop you anymore. I can still feel that hole in the centre of my chest. I'm a pretty tough nut to crack these days. I'm the strongest person that I know and I'm also the most loving, kind and generous soul that I can be. I stand up for myself a lot and I've found myself worth. I'm completely aware of what I deserve. You'll be happy to know that I wouldn't settle for anything less and I would never let a man step into my life that reminds me in any way of you. For the rest of my life, it is important that I look after myself and be gentle with myself and ensure that I continue to heal from what you showed me. Unfortunately for you, we cannot have a relationship and it can no longer be mended as I do not need you or your lessons anymore. Oh my gosh. I thank you for the time that we had together and I'm okay to know that that's all that we're going to have. I believe that some people can change, but maybe not all. I know that you cannot change and that saddens me so much. I hope in future that you find yourself alone so that you can't hurt anyone else anymore, and I hope that one day that you might be able to remember what you did. Look after yourself and say hi to Buddy, which is my dog. (laughs) Love from your daughter. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So sorry, fam. (laughs) You okay, Jess? Pull it
0: together. I think that is fucking unreal. Like, no, I'm talking about myself. I need to put so I, <laughs> I think that is unreal, Chloe. Like, you're such a strong human that just like inspires so many, and I think that's just fucking unreal. I don't have any other words. I'm <laughs> so oh, sorry.
1: sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you really didn't come oh, on me. here but I didn't <laughs> to us to be crying. <laughs> oh. Well, well
0: let honestly, let though, like that. that's Just. Oh, anytime that is just fucking unreal. And I think that will obviously, you know, like let people have a really deep insight to what you went through. And it just goes to show, like, everyone that knows you and anyone that can even listen to the podcast know that you're such an inspiring, strong, like happy, bubbly, generous person. And it's just like, fuck you went through all of that and like look at you like that is insane like you should be so proud of yourself and I I know you are but like you need to be reminded fucking daily because honestly so proud of yourself I'm so proud of you I appreciate you thank you (laughs) no worries wow that was heavy all right I have got one more question if someone is currently going through childhood abuse what is your number one piece of advice for them kind of like what you asked me
1: to the child
0: yeah, like to, if someone is experiencing that right now, like what would your advice be? It can even be like any kind of physical abuse, I guess, or emotional abuse, like someone going through that kind of thing. If you, you s- were the
1: partner in a relationship, um, you need to grow a fucking set, get the fuck out. Um, I don't really care. I understand how hard it is to get out, believe me, more than anybody. I understand how hard it is to get out. But, like, yeah. if you don't put one foot fucking in front of the other and actually make it happen, you're, you're done. Like, you really need to, like, start that process, Um, yeah. whatever that may be, whether it's reaching out to somebody who can intervene, whether it's getting your family behind you, whether it's packing your shit, whatever it is. You know, like, there's lots of services and stuff out there that can help you leave, um, especially without the partner knowing. Um, yeah. So that would be my first one. Just put one foot in front of the other. Don't care how scary it is. Don't care anything. That's what you need to do. And to a child, I would, I don't even know what I would, there's nothing you can do. Oh, like, honestly, Mm. like there's actually not. Like you, if you're in a relationship where, you know, a parent is that abusive towards you, like there's so much dominance and, power and like physical strength um over you so mm. you know walking out and sleeping on the street isn't going to get you anywhere because you're a child yeah yeah so you know whether that's even like i don't know just just like i don't know if you're smart enough to play the game i'd play their games and like give them what they want and like really fuck with them <laughs> and mm. like play their games until um, you were able to get to a point where you could move in with another family member or move in with another parent or you know, like, you know, i'd I'd be really strategic in getting yourself out rather than like just upping and leaving because you're a child and you're probably going to end up physically hurt or yeah. you know, even more so controlled than previously. so you're not able to do that. but I would, yeah, probably play the games. Yeah, learn the games and play them with him.
0: Oh, yeah, wow. Um, I've actually got one more. I lied. Go. Uh, Chloe, does it make you upset how successful your dad's business is?
1: Oh, yes and no. Um, no, because I deem success as everything that he doesn't have. Yeah, literally. Like success to me is you know a happy life, a happy balance, health, good relationships, like wealth is a part of that but everything else like that is success to me and he has none of that so yeah, no however the fact that he is still so successful within a business um does sadden me because he it gives him the ability to still take from others and like it's a um what's the word it's a uh, luxury. I guess like the wealth is a luxury that others would die for, and yeah. you know he has that handed, which is upsetting. But it's okay. I'm okay with it. It doesn't get him any further in life. Like I'd rather yeah. be, you know, sleeping on the street than the human being that he is. So yeah, but it sure. it does affect me. In, An extent, yeah. Fair enough.
0: Um, Okay, so last question—that's kind of at both of us, but it's a bit of a long one. Someone wrote in, "You have both used your trauma to fuel your fire and be your reason why." I know it's so easy to feel like a person slash disorder has ruined your life and is your in quotation marks identity. So, how did you get to the point that you turned such a negative into a passion slash positive, and be able to take control back from that personal thing without feeling like they're still a part of your identity? That is such I mean, a
1: beautiful question.
0: I think it's a yeah really great question. And she also said here, yeah, I'm currently using my traumas to feel my fire and be my reason why, but it fucking hurts and is hard to feel like my abusers aren't to credit for my hard work. Is it just a fake it till you make it situation? Or do you have any tips on how you both move past your traumas? I think that's a really amazing question. And, like, thank you for seeing this through. We're yeah. both sending you so much love and you've got this.
1: Absolutely. You are going to – the fact that you've even written, I'm using it to fuel my fire. You your are. Like, this. yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. on the way. You're on the way. Do you want to start?
0: Um, I – like I touched on, I never want myself to like be like in quotation marks, like have that disorder as an identity. Like I don't, I don't, it's, like, it's not something like I preach, like it's not something I just like go around telling people because it's not my identity and I don't want it to be part of my identity. And I know it's not, but like, as we've kind of said as well, like I use that to fuel my fire up in a way of like, just being like helping other. I know, like, inspiring others to get through it, helping others and like also being the best version of you. Like, yes, it can take a burden and it's like really hard to look back on and like acknowledge what you've actually gone through. But I think like there's in my, in my eyes, there's like no other option but to use it as your fire because then you're just going to sit on it and dwell on it. And it's going to only like breed out negativity in your life. So in my eyes, like it was my only option to use that as my fire and like move past that and just know that like, you don't have to tie that to your identity. Yes, it, it happened to you. Yes, it can be a part of you, but it's not just who you are. Like you're an amazing fucking human that can go out and inspire others. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Um, I think for me the so mine's a little bit different in the fact that I was built like this happened to me, like I was raised to be a certain way, and I if that makes sense, like because it happened to me for such a prolonged period, Um, I was sort of raised to for it to be a part of my identity, and I would say that it is a part of my identity, but only in the sense that it makes me the amazing person that I am today. So like. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, and like I've 100% used it to fuel my fire. Like there's not everybody walks away from abuse or walks away from stuff like that positively. You know, like Mm -hmm. I've got a lot of people in my life that are actually the prime example of the opposite and have just turned to also being a violent person and also being quite, you know, a person that I don't admire. So I do use it as a part of my personality because um, that is who I am and it built me to be who I am, but I did that on my own. No, Like that didn't build me. I built me because of that and because I'm so proud of that. I can relate to that. And because I'm so proud of that, that's what fuels my fire. And I'm like, that is my strength. And I think this is where it comes back to finding your purpose in life. Because I, if I dig deep, my whole purpose is to provide strength and inspiration to other people. Strength is my, I've talked about time and time again, but strength is my thing. That's my thing. That's my purpose is to provide strength and help others find it within themselves. And I think that the further I go deep into that, it's because of I don't know, like no, I can actually that you, myself you that- and I'm so proud of that that yeah. that's my passion that's fueled my fire because I'm I'm this person that I used to idolize.
0: I yeah. couldn't yeah. wait to
1: be the human that I am today. I knew I was going to be this person, but I couldn't wait to be this person. and now that I am, I yeah I'm so I that's fueled my fire
0: I think you put that really perfectly and I just I'm going to steal your answer and say that's mine as well because you put that so perfectly and I think that's a really great kind of like outlook to have in the situation and I can totally relate so yeah I think that's a great answer yeah and it's and always a helps. work in
1: process like it's not like oh. like we talk about it now, like Jazz, You're like, I'm completely healed, and you know you've overcome That's your like end, sort of, and you're in, like a literally weapon of a human being. And like I talk about myself, that I'm like really strong and all that. But it's still a work in process. Like like we just talked about, we oh. both have times that like it comes back. We both have things to work on from here. This doesn't mean that you stop. So boom, feel fire, fuel, <laughs> fire fueled again. That makes sense.
0: And, and I think like we'd, we've we touched on this before, but both of the paths we took were not the easy option. Like, let me know that it was not the easy option to heal, to be this strong version, to use it as your fire, to like, you know, be the best version of ourselves. That is actually the really hard option. And we both took that hard path. So we're not just saying like, you know, if you've got stuff going on, if you've got traumas going on, if you're going through anything, no, it's not going to be easy to get out of. Like that's oh, totally no. honest, but But that's also like, think about, sorry,
1: no, you go, (laughs) But think about
0: kind of like, think about like where you will be next year, the year after, like, do you want to be in that same position? No. So you've got to do the hard, dirty
1: work. And that's where you get proud of yourself. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. That's how you get proud of, you know, what you've overcome and keeps you going. So, yeah. And like it, yeah, it's, it's a process. Don't like expect it all to be over and done with. Yeah. But you're on your way, sis. Good luck.
0: Yeah. Good luck. I love this so much. I think, I hope you guys appreciate us being so like deep and honest and let us know, like, if you have any other questions or what like you kind of want us to touch on when we go deep. Cause I feel like, I, I feel like everyone loves the vulnerability. Like we touched on the start. Yeah. Everyone loves the vulnerable side of us. So that's what we've given. That's what we're
1: here for. I hope you appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Let's finish strong, Jazz. Where did you fuck the basic standards this week? Fucker. True. Fucker.
0: <laughs> um, I'm just going to say I fucked the basic standards this week of my own standards of being vulnerable and opening up. Yeah. Like today, right now. Yeah.
1: Right now. Right here, right now. What
0: about, what about um, you? Probably
1: same. I didn't expect for us to be crying on the podcast this week, Um, but yeah, I also, yeah, mine would be the same for sure. Yeah. Next level. I think they're really valid. Yeah. I think we deserve to take that one. (laughs) Alrighty, we
0: hope you guys enjoyed
1: and we will talk to you soon. Happy Thursday and have the most beautiful day. And we will be
0: together actually like literally soon. So there'll be no more lag for a little moment. Yeah, there'll be a hot
1: (laughs) minute where you get some quality eps. (laughs)
0: Love you guys. Bye.